The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure you grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. What up, DGENs and NBA fans? Dan Titus here with the NBA Gambling Podcast, hosted by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I'm joined by my co-host, Munaf Sports Nerd Manji, who's got the dope Avi. Check him out, Sports Nerd 824. What's up, brother? How you feeling? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, great game last night. Got another one tonight, but I'm uh, doing well, man. It feels weird uh, not having a lot of games out for NBA. I kind of only have, what, the fine conference finals left now. So, um, but I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm hoping that it gets a little bit more interesting, you know, to play to play the, the Kramer card here. He's he's always talking about the drama and, you know, how, you know, how these how these series can turn very quickly. And I think the yeah. NBA would be in their best interest for these teams to make it a little bit more competitive here. But man, what a game last night, though. The Atlanta Hawks shocking the world, continuing to do it as underdogs, man. Um, so we'll get into that in today's show, along with our predictions for and how to handicap tonight's matchup between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. And then we'll give you a quick tour of the prop shop, give you some of our best player props for the for the evening. And then, yeah, we'll give you some closing best bets. Let's talk about last night, Munaf. Yeah. I just want to get your instant reaction of what you thought about the game and how you're going to cap this going forward. Yeah, it, it. I think it almost seems like that Atlanta is always sneaking like one of the uh, either game one or game. They're always getting a split uh, within the first two games of the series. We saw it against New York. I think they won game one. And then against Philly, they won game one, too. So um, they're doing their job by getting home court they're stealing home court away and uh what can you say man it was all it was a trey young show last night you know as much as a of a hater i am of trey young and all the flexing and then shoulder shrugging he does he went out and balled out last night you know 17 of 34 from the field 10 of 12 from free throws dropped to 48 piece 11 assists so he was getting it done and you got to give him a lot of credit uh especially you know the injury to bogdanovich Seems like it's really bothering him. He, he looks like he has no lift. Um, and, you know, he got contributions from John Collins last night. Also, him and Clint Capella combined for 34 rebounds last night. So that's 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 really something between those two guys, especially dominating inside the paint. When you have a guy like Giannis, that's going to be coming down um, and trying to get easy baskets around the rim. Yeah, I totally agree. And I was going to mention it if you didn't. I thought this was John Collins coming out party. Like, this is what – this is the upside of John Collins. And, you know, he's clamoring to get traded in the offseason, right, and, or mm-hmm. to be traded during the season. So I think that this is where he made his money right here. 23 points, 15 yep. rebounds. And he had a really clutch three-pointer in, in the clutch. Not to mention a couple 
dope off the backboard dunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much was just playing like he was at Rucker Park last night. The Hawks just look really comfortable, and I think that there's something about that composure that they don't look – they're not scared at all. And I've been I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now is that, you know, even when they were playing against the Sixers, like not at one point did they look like they were concerned about their, their place of where they were at. And um, yeah. I think there's got to be something to be said about that underdog story. They've all embraced it. To your point about Bogdanovich, he definitely doesn't look right. But we saw a lot of solid minutes out of Solomon Hill yesterday, which I didn't mm. – I can't remember the yeah. last time I mentioned that guy. Um, but Clint Capella continues to own the paint, man. 19 rebounds, just really impressive double-double for him. Kevin Herter, I saw you hit your player prop there. Yeah. Um, sweating it out a little bit. A yeah, a little bit. But uh, he, he, able to, he was able to come through for that. But, you know, I think that this team is really solid, man. And Danilo Gallinari continues to give valuable minutes off the bench, yeah. playing really good defense. And, and, man, he had a mean crossover step back. On, on Tucker. Tucker. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. whoa. <laughs> I didn't think he had handles like that or that he could juke out one of the better defenders in the league. But yeah. Um, what about the Bucks side of things here? Uh, we saw Chris Middleton struggle yet again from the field, but this was the best game that Drew Holiday's played in the playoffs. He was just unstoppable. Love seeing aggressive Drew Holiday, man. I think that that's the that's gonna be a major piece for them, I think, going forward. Like yeah, he didn't play the best defense on Trey, but honestly, it's a team game. And mm-hmm. the, the Milwaukee Bucks just didn't really guard the pick and roll well at all yeah. throughout the game. And Trey Young was, whether it's pulling up from deep or getting into the lane to to dish off an assist, I think that's what the the most work that the Bucks are going to have to do is how are they going to stop that pick and roll? And can they get their main stars to actually get buckets? Because it seems like Middleton seems to just keep struggling. He shot 6-4... 23 uh six for 23 yeah 0 for 9 from from deep so yeah yeah that's not going to get it done yeah i mean Giannis and drew holiday had fantastic games right they combined for 28 of 50 from the field they combined for 67 of the 113 points obviously chris middleton just was missing shot after shot like you just rattled off the stats i think even if he would have made at least one or two threes in the clutch moments um we would be talking about a different outcome of the game from game one um so he's got to be better i mean i like you said i love drew holiday i had a player prop on him last night um he just seems to have success against this atlanta hawks i mean i think that Giannis is going to need that support from drew holiday all series long he knocked down five three-pointers it's crazy to see drew holiday got up 12 threes we usually don't see that from him but trey young doesn't like to play defense um so you know you got to have Drew Holiday to continue to be aggressive all throughout the series and especially in game two where they're going to have to tie it up. But I, I think another thing that I noticed and you hit the nail on the head uh, was the pick and roll defense. Brooke Lopez looked completely lost on how to handle the the pick and roll with um, Trey Young and John Collins or Clint Capella, whoever was setting that screen. And that's something that Coach Bud and that, that coaching staff is going to have to figure out. And either you put – I thought Bobby Portis has some great energy coming off the bench in that second quarter. If he can be a better defensive guy than Brooke Lopez has been, you kind of got to look at him getting more minutes defending. Um, but, yeah, they got, they got to find a way to contain Trey Young because this guy has probably been one of the best players in the playoffs right now. Uh, in the entire NBA. So they got to figure something out there. 
And I think the other thing was last night is why is Pat Covington getting that game tying three where he absolutely airballed it? Why is he shooting that shot? I would have thought you would have should have brought in one of your better three pointers, Breen Forbes. He should have been trying to take that shot or Drew Holiday, who was having a great game shooting the ball also. So I think those were the two guys, but I knew that either it was going to be Chris Middleton that's going to get that shot where he shouldn't have been getting it, and then uh, Pat Covington when they had the two opportunities to tie the game. But um, other than that, I mean, if you look across the stat box, everything almost was pretty much even. They both hit eight three-pointers. The free throws were almost even. Um, the one thing that did kind of stick out to me, the rebounding, that the uh, Atlanta Hawks had six more rebounds um, compared to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but other than that, man, what else did you see in this guy? I think there's there's one more point I want to get to. I want to kind of get your thoughts about the Bucks. Yeah, I want to tag along on that Pat Connington decision. Um, he's got one for six for the game. Yeah. So it's not like this guy who had like a heat check going into the fourth or something like that, right? And the, the Atlanta Hawks played that last possession very well, but I still feel like they had some time to – Connington's first decision shouldn't have been to pull up from – from like 23, 24 feet, man. Like I, I, to me, that was just the wrong decision. That being said, man, like I, I can't help but think that the Bucks are right there, right? And, you know, they didn't shoot particularly well from the three-point line, eight for 36. I think that these these shots are eventually going to fall. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, my, my thing is, it, it's what the adjustment's really going to be on that, the pick and roll. Because I felt like the, the Milwaukee defense just kept on being passive, not hedging and getting up. So yeah. I'm expecting Drew Holiday to potentially be way more aggressive guarding on the ball and just trying to disrupt things. And, you know, I think that there's there's something to be said. Like, I don't think Giannis is going to be able to be stopped. I think he's going to have a very strong series, mm-hmm. uh, just given the strength of, you know, the interior for the, the, the Hawks. While they're 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 good, but they're not mm-hmm. they're not going to stop Giannis. It's really going to be Chris Middleton that's going to step up for the Bucks to to bring this all home. And, you know, you're not going to get 33 points out of Drew Holiday every night. Right. With uh with that many three pointers. What is the line? Did that line drop already? Yeah, I think it already did. Give me one second. Let me pull it up. Um, I think it was at seven and a half when I saw it open last. Yeah, it's still at seven and a half over at disrespect of the Atlanta Hawks (laughs) continues. Yeah. It's essentially the same line as yeah, like it opened at game one. Right. So I mean I'm gonna take the I'm gonna ride with the Hawks on that one again, man. Like uh, at least with the spread, I'm not gonna take a money line, but I mean I think they can cover seven points for what I just saw. Yeah, and I think last night that um, the Bucks took the seven-point lead with about four minutes of some change left. After that, the Hawks went on an 18-8 to eight run to end that game. So when you're giving up 18 points in that final four minutes, that, that's something to be said. So, And like you said, it was Trey Young and John Collins pretty much down the stretch for the Atlanta Hawks. Um so that's something that they're going to have to fix and um, hopefully they do it soon because you don't want to get down 0-2 going into Atlanta where they've been really good. I, I think it's one great. point that I yeah. also wanted to make quickly was you got to give Coach Bud some credit for there was three instances where they had called a timeout and after all three of those timeouts, they drew up an alley-oop to Giannis and they were all um, great plays and they got drunk dunks on all of those. So I think they just need to either get either Drew Holiday or Chris Milton just needs to dribble down the lane, find Giannis and get those alley-oops in because they were there all night for him. 
And I think they're going to be able to dominate inside the paint as far as scoring um, against the Atlanta Hawks interior, because as much as we think that John Collins and Clint Capella are good front court defensively, they're not doing very well, but we do have some, sorry. So we do have some breaking news. We want to quickly go over it. Uh, Rick Carlisle hired by the Indiana Pacers four year deal. Why do I feel like he, (laughs) that just seems so natural, right? I feel like Rick Carlisle should hundred percent be an Indiana Pacer. Wow. Dropping news. Damn, Shams bomb. Or is that a Woj bomb or a Shams bomb? See, I got it from uh, Tim McMahon from ESPN. Aha. Yep, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Four years, years, 29 million. Yeah. Well, that's good news for uh, Demonis Sabonis. You know, we were talking about it week, what, like almost a month ago about how much they hated Bjorkren. Um, <laughs> that's a nice little upgrade to get a, a guy that's actually won a championship and has a lot of playoff pedigree and just a really, really good basketball mind there. So that's that's going to be a good prospects for the Indiana Pacers. Very curious of what their team totals are going to be for next year, because I might might have to jump on that before that uh, rises too much. Yeah, uh, I was trying to look at some futures for next year, but I don't see anything right. yet. Uh but we'll, we'll discuss that in the offseason. But uh, one coaching job, go, or two coaching jobs, we had uh, Boston hire their coach uh, yesterday also. Right. So right. I, I love that hire by them. That that's He's been he's been in uh, – his name has been circulating in a lot of these jobs. So Sam finally getting a job uh, with the – or sorry, with the, with the Boston Celtics. I think the players really approved of his uh, signing. Um, and I'm excited for that hire. That's going to be fun to see. Yeah, Ime Udoka definitely yeah. paid his dues in terms of being an assistant for a lot of prominent coaches. Greg Popovich, um, just recently with Steve Nash. I don't know if I'd call him prominent. Um, but yeah, there's there's actually, that was another thing I was going to mention real quick was that it looks like the Nets coaching staff is starting to uh, go other directions. So Dan Tony's been interviewing mm-hmm. with the Portland. Udoka just got a job with the Boston Celtics. Is there... Is there some concern in Brooklyn here? I think it'll be interesting to see who he hires as replacements, as assistants. I think you first of all need to get a defensive-minded assistant coach there. We know D'Antoni was probably the brains behind the offense there because being in Houston, it was all about offense with him. Um, But I think also this was Steve Nash's first full year as a head coach, and now him having one year under his belt, that experience will probably help them going forward into season two, right. but how they kind of fill out their roster or sorry, their coaching staff going forward will be interesting to see. But when you still have Kyrie Harden and KD on your roster, how much coaching do you really need when you have those three ballers on, on your roster? So um, yeah, you pretty much got a uh, player coaches there, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, you just let those goals, let those guys go out and do their thing, and you just kind of manage their minutes and, and substitutions and calling timeouts. But um, it, it's good to see that those assistant coaches are are getting jobs. Right. Uh, just one one thing to to take this home. Just want to call out Jay Williams for his clownery and buffoonery. He tweeted the first head coach of color for the Celtics with a with a proud fist. And <laughs> I saw that. And, and even more importantly, he's the, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues. Did this man not, he works for ESPN, right? He went to Duke. This man doesn't have, he doesn't consult Google or have like some <laughs> intern that's like beating him stats every day. Like my man, 
Bill Russell, the God, the man with 11 rings. Like you can't Doc. Like, I mean, maybe that was a slight to Doc Rivers. I don't know. But yeah, there's been quite a few black head coaches in Boston, Jay. So he proceeded to delete the tweet and then say <laughs> he got hacked like a clown. So we maybe we need to have a new segment for our shows like clown of the day. Um, donk as, as Charlemagne always says, donkey of the day. But yeah, clown. <laughs> that's just own your shit man like if yeah. you don't know the ant like it's okay just don't go out here acting like you got hacked man like come on yeah that right. that, that was a little arrogant for him to come out and say that I thought it was pretty stupid but <laughs> it, i'll just say some of these these personalities on some of these media outlets and these sporting channels are they have they have some clowns and i think they kind of do it on purpose to get ratings and exactly yeah. <laughs> reactions the, exactly um, so let's get exactly. into yeah the game of the night Chris Paul will make his triumphant return to the lineup after finally clearing health and safety protocols and the Suns are going to LA so so far I'm seeing the the Clippers as short one point one point dogs here Um, Mm -hmm. the line hasn't moved much the only action that I've seen move is really the total which opened up around 219 now seeing it 221 221 and a half um, how are you capping this game, man? Do you think that this is an opportunity for the Clippers to get back into the series like they've shown in the past, man? Right? Yeah. They've uh, they've done this before, or is this pretty much just are we are we just avoiding the inevitable here, and this is going to be a sweep for the uh, the Suns, and this is one step closer to that? Yeah, um, this is it for the Clippers, right? This is this is pretty much a game seven because they go down. 3-0 this this year's a wrap and phoenix is celebrating their western conference final title and headed into the nba playoffs um but with that being said like you mentioned the clippers in every first two rounds have been down in a hole 0-2 and have won found a way to find game three and i think a lot of that has been due to Ty Lu making those adjustments after game after the first two games it almost seems like that they should have just started this series 0-2 and this actually started playing <laughs> basketball in game three but um, I think Ty Lue will make those adjustments. Um, they're back home in LA and we've talked about all playoffs long is where your role players tend to play better at home. So I'm looking for Terrence Mann to have a better game. Reggie Jackson has been phenomenal uh, in the absence of Kawhi Leonard. I think, you know, Pat Beverly raising hell in, in, in game two against Devin Booker and all that, you know, stuff that happened with him breaking his nose and having to get stitches and stuff. But um, the question for me is how effective is Marcus Morris going to be because that injury is kind of bothering him. We can kind of tell he's still able to knock down shots, but we're so kind of waiting for this Clippers team to be that number one three-point shooting team that we saw in the regular season. And I think it might happen tonight. They have to get this game here tonight. I'm going to take the Clippers plus the one. I'm going to sprinkle some on the money line also because like you said, the NBA kind of needs to extend these series because it's kind of getting boring and the ratings might be down. But um, I think Clippers will take care of business tonight at home uh, in game three. I, I really think that this is the spot for the Clippers to extend this series out a little bit more. Um, they've played phenomenally well with their back against the wall. And, you know, I think that we're going to see more Zubach here. And I'm going to talk about that when we get to the prop shop. But I think that their biggest gap right now is i mean they were in the game um all last game playoff p obviously had a chance to sink some free throws and not be in this predicament but yeah i think i can't help but notice but their their paint is just getting abused by deandre Mm -hmm. ayton 
Yeah. And so they're going to need to step up and get some more big men. I think we're probably going to see a little bit more of DeMarcus Cousins in there as well, even though he didn't play the best defense on Jay Crowder on the out, out of on the out of bounds play to win the game. But hey, that was that was an amazing play to to draw up in that situation. But yeah, I I, I tend to agree, man. And you know, some of those role players for the Clippers haven't played as well, but I think Patrick Beverly coming back and, and really showing that, you know, he's got his dog mentality back. I think it's going to be huge going up against Chris Paul and his return. Don't really know what to expect out of the Suns in terms of, you know, Devin Booker is playing with a broken nose. I mean, that dude yeah. at, at the press conference was looking like he just came out of a heavyweight bout. But yeah, looking at the, the, game, the game plan right now, Terrence Mann hasn't been playing well. Reggie Jackson's continues to, to just ball out. So, you know, it's going to take what, like what you said, it's going to take a Marcus Morris appearance and some other, and some other players to kind of step up to uh, make sure that they can will themselves to a game four here and actually have a chance to uh, tie up the series if they can uh, after getting the win tonight. Yeah. And I mentioned this to uh, Zach on our podcast yesterday is that the point that you just mentioned that they're getting abused inside the paint, the first game, uh, 54 to 34 advantage to the Phoenix Suns game two, 60 to 30 advantage to the Phoenix Suns. So I think you hit the nail on the head that if they're going to have success, they need to find a way to defend the paint better. We got to continue to ride that DeAndre Aiden props. I know we'll get to the prop shop here in a second, but, uh, um, yeah, Paul George, I mean, going back to game two, he had the layup where he, he got the Clippers up by a point. Devin Booker came and hit that elbow jump shot. And then he had the opportunity to at least get this team a three-point lead, but he missed both of the free throws. And that, that's tough, man. I mean, Paul George is a great free throw shooter, but for him to go five of 10 in, in game two, I think that's not going to get it done. And uh, one of eight from three-point land in game two. So look for him to shoot better here tonight, being back home in your building. Um, I think they need to find a way to get Luke Kennard more minutes. I know he might be a defensive liability, but this guy can knock down the three-point shot. Um, and, and I'm looking for Terrence Mann to step up here tonight also. So, um, it's a night where your superstar has to shine and then your role players also have to step up and play well. So, um, I think they'll do that here tonight and, uh, hopefully we have a two, one, uh, two, one series instead of being down, uh, three Oh. Yep. And I just want to give a shout out to tally site. If you guys follow us and follow our picks, we do post them on the SGPN underneath our website here. And, just want to shout out the crew. McKee is continuing to dominate. Um, yeah. He's like number two overall out of 55 rankers. And, and I believe I'm number five and Manoff is like number seven. So you got yeah. three guys in the top in the top 10 capping it like we do, man. And uh, it's crazy because I think I, I'm really seeing I want to continue to pay attention to how the money's moving and the actions going on this game, because I feel like there's going to be a lot of money going towards the Clippers here. It's such a short dogs that you know i wouldn't be surprised if uh everyone else is seeing the same narrative shift that that we're trying to identify here so i don't know it might be a late game pivot we'll see how the how if the money if the lines move at all anymore but they seem pretty locked in as of as of this morning so uh we'll continue to monitor that so yeah we're gonna get to the prop shop after we hear a quick break from our sponsor and then we'll get into it WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and make sure you download the app today. 
for tonight's win bet line of the night. We have the Phoenix Suns visiting the Los Angeles Clippers. So I'm taking the Clippers plus one at win bet. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time between work, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. It's exhausting. You know, sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's literally made to chill. So for tonight's game, we got the Clippers and the Suns yet again. First thing I'm going to do when I get off of work, I'm popping open a refreshing mountain cold Coors Light. Why? Because it's cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Literally made to chill. Every time I'm sitting back to watch these games, and we know how the last one went down. It was a DeAndre Ayton last minute alley-oop from Jay Crowder. An amazing pass. We can only expect the drama and the entertainment to continue going into game three where we have Chris Paul returning. I can't wait because I'm just going to select my Coors Light because that's the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit the reset button, just reach for that beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and its new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate responsibly. All right, Manaf, the prop shop. You were on fire yesterday, man, so let's keep up the heat. What's the first prop you like going into tonight? Yeah, let's see here. Start with some point props here. Um, I know you'll talk about DeAndre Aiden, so I'll let you all I'll, I'll save that one for you. I think I'm gonna continue riding Reggie Jackson. I had him in uh, game one of the um sorry, game two of this Western Conference Finals. His number was, I believe, at 19 and a half, and I missed it by half a point. So I'm gonna jump on the over 18 and a half points. They're going to need a shooting tonight. They're going to need a scoring tonight to provide that support to Paul George, um, especially in the absence of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he had, like I said, 19 in the last game. Um, let me see. I'm trying to pull up his uh, box score here. 19 in, yeah, game two, 24 in game one, 27 in game six against Utah, and 22 in game five. So he's on the right track there. You know, I think he's hit 18 over 18 and a half in four straight games here. I think that'll continue here tonight. So my first one will be Reggie Jackson over the 18 and a half. And let me quickly take a look at his three-point shooting to kind of tie it together. It's at two and a half. Um, I'll probably tie those two together in a parlay like I did on uh, on on Tuesday. Uh, I feel like it's kind of correlated that if he hits the three threes, that he should also, uh, his points prop should also go over. So uh, I'll start with. Reggie Jackson over 18 and a half points and Reggie Jackson over two and a half uh, three-point shots made. I like that, man. That's a great call. Reggie Jackson's been the uh, low-key. He's been the Batman for Paul George. Like, he's he's really mm-hmm. been helping. And he just looks super comfortable out there, man. Like, the, the three-point shots that he's taken, they're not all, you know, wide-open threes, man. He's making contested threes. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's just balling out. So, yeah, I would continue to ride that way for sure because uh, he's the only one. He's, like, the second best score that they have right now. Yep. Um, and he's played phenomenally well at home lately as well. So for my first DeAndre Ayton, points and rebounds here, I still see it at 25 and a half, and this hasn't moved much in, in terms of the last couple of games where he's just absolutely dominated. He had, you know, a total of 38 points and rebounds uh, in last game, 24 and 14, and then he had 29 in the first one, 20 points and nine rebounds. I don't see any reason why he's not going to continue to get a consistent double-double here, 20 and 10. 
this is what this guy's ceiling is. And he's continuing to smash it every night against this team. And, you know, even if we see more Zubac and DeMarcus Cousins, that's not going to stop this man. He shot 12 for 15 last game, 10 for 14 the game before that. Just extremely efficient getting lobs. And you get the man, CP3, the point guy back in the lineup. I yep. think he's going to create even more madness and havoc for this this Clippers defense and interior. So I'm going to go the over on 25 and a half points and rebounds for DeAndre Ayton. I think we saw it last year with Ayton before CP3 got there that he had to kind of find his way on offense. And it almost seems like that now he's done that, right? He's able to knock down those mid-range jump shots and he's able to, you know, get in the paint and make his move and, and have his little hook shot or, or something off the glass. So um, I'm surprised this, this line hasn't moved by Vegas, especially in the first two games, how he's kind of dominated 20 plus points in both of those games. So I think that's a great call there. Um, I want to get your input on this. And I know we have CP three coming back from health and safety protocols with COVID and all that. Um, I don't think he actually had it. I think he was just in close contact with someone or whatever the case might be. And it was asymptomatic. So he didn't have any symptoms. Do you think that there'll be, it'll take some minutes for him to get kind of get his legs back because he hasn't played in them. Uh, what about 10 days maybe, or he'll pick up right where he left off. So that was going to be my uh, borderline spicy prop bet for tonight. I was going to go the under on Chris Paul points, rebounds, and assists because of exactly yeah. what you just stated. You know, just because he was asymptomatic does not mean that, you know, he's necessarily just going to jump back in there and get 30, 35 minutes. Um, I think that there's going to be some adjustment period. Mm -hmm. And for him to just assume that his – points, rebounds, and assists is going to be 30 and a half. That, that, that seems a bit overstated to me. So I'm going to take the under there. Um, while he could still be, you know, Chris Paul, make that impact on the game, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm foreseeing more of a, you know, 15, eight, eight assists, four rebound type of game. Um, not 30 yeah. and a half. That just seems way too, way too bold for me. How about you? Yeah, I was thinking the same. And in, any times I've seen this in, uh, we've seen this throughout the season where guys are coming back from, being out of health and safety protocols, they've kind of struggled um, whether they've had the virus or not. It just takes a while for them to kind of get acclimated back of being on the court and getting up and down the court uh, when you're out, maybe 10 to 14 days, because the game is, we, we know it, the game's at, at a very fast pace. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with you there. I like the under on CP three there. Um, let's see what else. Um I think this might be a Devin Booker bounce back game. I know he had a rough game to shooting the ball when dealing with the broken nose and all that. Um, I'll take Devin Booker over two and a half three point shots made. It's currently sitting at plus one forty. This guy's a a he's a baller, man. He can knock down any shot on the court. We we know that. Um, a great three point shooter also. So for him to you know take be the top scorer on this team. I think he'll have a bounce back game here tonight. Uh, more than capable of knocking down at least three point three three point shots and getting that at plus money. I'll take the over on that over two and a half three point shots for Devin Booker. Yeah, you got to feel like he's going to be playing pissed off, man. No one likes getting their nose broke. You know what I'm saying? Like he's kind of a pretty he's like the light skinned pretty boy too, man. So you're like now you're, <laughs> now you're messing with his swag, and uh, I mean that guy's a swag champ, man. That dude be rolling up in. You know, yeah, Cadillac Caprices and stuff like that to the games or whatnot. Um, 
yeah, I, I think three, three, three pointers on the road. He's got, he's got Chris Paul back to him. So I think now he's going to be less of that facilitator role. He's probably yeah. going to find those spots off the pick and roll coming off a screen off the top and then just launching it. So yep, I think that's a pretty safe, that's a pretty safe. And then you're looking at it at plus money. I mean, that's yeah. even better. Uh, first game he came back. I mean, first game in the series, he shot seven attempts. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him upwards of the, you know, five to six attempts tonight. And he's been shooting very efficiently in this series. So minus, you know, the after the broken nose. Yep. But uh, my last one, I'm going to go with uh, Zubach, Ivaka Zubach. And the only reason I'm going to go with him is because I think he's finally going to earn some minutes. This guy has a per 36 minute average in the playoffs of 12.4 points and 10.8 rebounds. So I'm going to continue to tail that idea. Um, I'm going to go with his points and rebounds here. Currently see it at 16 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he can smash this man. I think that he's going to be a, a low key double double here. Um, I think we could get maybe like a, a 10 and 10 or a 11 and nine, something like that. You know, that's sure. not a double double, but either way, I feel like he's going to be very involved if they're going to have to stand a chance in this game, they're going to have to do something to to do their best to stop DeAndre Ayton. And the best way to do that is to put him on the floor. He gathers rebounds at a very, at a very high rate. So um, given that the way these two teams have been shooting and the frequency, I think that there's going to be a good bet for him to actually get some additional stat, stat padding here uh, with more additional time on the floor. I wouldn't be surprised if he played, you know, upwards of 29 minutes, which would I think be yeah. enough time to service uh, that line. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're, they're going to need him to be a defensive anchor tonight too, because we talked about how they've been giving up so many points inside the paint. Um, so he may see some extended minutes and have the opportunities to grab rebounds and also on the uh, offensive end where, you know, grabbing more rebounds, putting them back or catching some lobs from, you know, Paul George, Reggie right. Jackson, whoever it might be. So I like that call. Um, last one for me is going to be uh Paul George is going to be a player performance. So I'll go Paul George to have 25 or more points and the Clippers win at plus 120. I like if it. the Clippers are going to win tonight, Paul George is going to have to score the basketball. I can easily see him getting, you know, 28, 30 points and Clippers getting the dub here tonight. So I'll probably be uh, dabbling on that uh, at plus 120. I dig it. So that will be the end of our prop shop. Make sure to check the Slack channel for anybody, any other additional plays we have, as well as the the rest of the DGen crew. And uh, before we get into the the best bet here, uh, being that we only have one game, it's going to be pretty short. But uh, we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? It's okay. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchase on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button, and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket's worth. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Milwaukee Bucks championship feature for $150 when they were down 1-0 in their series versus the Brooklyn Nets. They ended up reselling it for $1,000 after the Bucks won Game 7. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. So think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 of bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. 
we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss up an app review and download the app today. Um, so, Manaf, want to get your best bet. How are you? Are you doing game totals tonight? What are you feeling? What's your What's the angle that you're going to rock here for your your lock of the night? Yeah, um, I guess it's a little square, but. I gotta stay with it, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Clippers plus that point at home. Um, bounce back spot. We've seen this before. They're down two games uh, in the first two rounds. They came back and won game three. So I think that Clippers are going to take care of business here tonight. So give me Clippers plus the point. Also take that money line um, for tonight's game three. And I'm gonna take the over at two twenty one. Uh, we saw this move just a couple of points, but I, I think we're going to see the Clippers play inspired basketball here. I think it's going to be a, hopefully a running gun scenario. I think that this is going to be the best case. Um, we saw them, them, we saw them lose a couple, uh, a couple of close ones, you know, hitting the under. So I feel like this one's going to be a, a nice opportunity for them to see a resurgence and have some of their role players step up and play a lot better. So I'm going to go the over at 221. Don't feel amazing about it, but confident enough that it's going to be a good game. So um, really like your plays for today, the money line of the clips, taking them plus one short, short line there. And uh, me with the over on 221. So with that, that will conclude today's show. We'll, we'll catch you next week. The crew is going to be talking more hoops tomorrow. You got McKee and you got Scott. Into next week, I know we'll, we'll have a recap session over the weekend that will drop on Monday. But until then, enjoy the game. Make sure you hit the Slack channel and let it ride. Peace. Ba, 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 basketball.